Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. Of course, uh, this morning's scripture is familiar to all of us. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. He is risen. Mark 16, verses 1 through 8. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him, as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The word of our Lord this morning. Roll away that stone. Christ is risen. Today we dress in our best springtime outfits, and there are no notes of sadness, worry, or grief. or fear. Christ is risen. But how different it was early on that first Easter morning, as Mark tells us in his gospel. The three women, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, They didn't greet each other with such joy. There were no hallelujahs, no notes of joy in their hushed whispers. See, they were grieving. They were devastated. They had seen their beloved Jesus, their teacher, stripped not only of his clothes, but every possible shred of human dignity murdered in the most horrible way possible and laid in the garden tomb. Sundown and the Sabbath approached quickly. The shops were all closed, and so they could not even purchase the proper spices to anoint and honor his body, and in some small way return to him the dignity that had been so cruelly taken away. Their biggest worry this morning was the heavy stone that they had seen placed at the entrance to Jesus' tomb. Who would move it away for them so they could perform the duties of love and honor for their teacher, their friend, their Lord? They had no idea of the news that awaited them. So they gathered quietly with their heads down, speaking their few words in, in hushed whispers. The woman knew that all the followers of Jesus were now in grave 
danger. But love called them to risk their very lives. The disciples, and especially Peter, who had denied even knowing Jesus, they had all run away and were now in hiding. They hadn't yet heard that call. When the women arrived at the tomb, can you imagine their surprise to see the heavy stone already rolled away and a handsome young man in a white robe standing there as if waiting just for this moment, just for them? Who was he? Where did he come from? The questions evaporated in their amazement at his words. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, see for yourselves. There is this place where they laid him. And today's story ends with the three women in complete shock, amazed and terrified, resolving to say nothing to anyone. Mark is the only one of the four Gospels that contains no resurrection appearance. Or does it? Who was that young man in the white robe anyways? See, many scholars believe that Mark's actual Gospel ends right here after verse 8. And that both the shorter ending and the longer ending we find in our modern Bibles were added soon after the original copies of Mark's Gospel began to be circulated by Christians who already knew about the resurrection and felt the story needed rounding out. Now, obviously, the women did finally tell someone they must have or we wouldn't be here to celebrate and worship the risen Christ this morning. No, they couldn't keep quiet. Their entire lives had been radically changed in an instant with the words, He has been raised. He is not here. How has your life been radically changed by that good news, that Jesus has risen, that his dead body no longer lies behind a large, heavy stone in front of a garden tomb? Or is that heavy stone still in place for you, separating you from the risen Lord? Are you still afraid, like the three women, to proclaim the good news that Jesus is risen? What would that stone look like if it were still firmly in place, keeping you from seeing Jesus, really knowing he is not here in the grave, and living the rest of your life with that knowledge deep in your heart? How about the stone of unbelief? There are lots of people who don't believe. They say the resurrection of our Lord is a lovely story that was circulated among the early Christians to give people hope and comfort, but it really didn't happen. They say there's no proof. But there is proof. There is eyewitness evidence that would stand up in any court of law. Peter, yes, the same Peter who denied knowing Jesus three times and ran away to hide, declares boldly that he is an eyewitness, not only to all that Jesus did in Judea and Jerusalem, but that God raised him from the dead and on the third day allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead, that everyone, including you, who believes in him, receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Paul goes on and speaks of more than 500 who were also eyewitnesses, and he speaks of his own encounter with the risen Lord. He says, For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, 
that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. That's in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. These eyewitnesses beg you, believe and receive God's gift of eternal life. Let Jesus roll the stone of unbelief away. How about the stone of ignorance? Have you committed yourself to the faithful reading and studying of God's word every single day? Do you ask God in prayer each morning what he would have you do with what you have learned from his word? Begin each day with the study of God's word. Participate in or start a Bible study. Allow Jesus to roll the stone of ignorance away. There's also the stone of blindness. How blind are you to the needs of all the people around you? Even if you aren't sure what you can do to help, at the very least you can pray. And when you do that because you have noticed, because you are no longer blind, God will show you ways of more concrete help. We cannot fix all the awful things that are wrong with our world. It's a sinful and broken place yet redeemed by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So let him roll the stone of blindness away. Finally, there is the stone of familiarity. We know the Easter story so well. We hear it every year. And today we dress up. We, ignore, we enjoy the, the glorious music and admire the pretty flowers. We celebrate the happy ending. Do we know it all so well that it no longer makes a difference in our lives? Do we remember that the happy ending is really just the beginning? Do we remember how we got here? On Holy Thursday, did you stop to consider what Jesus' institution of the sacrament of Holy Communion means in your life? On Good Friday, did you walk the way of the cross with him? Did you feel a sense of loss and darkness on Holy Saturday because Christ lay in a tomb behind a heavy stone? Now, I know you're probably sitting here thinking, man, this is Easter. Let's lose all these depressing images. And if that's the case, then look to see if the heavy stone still lies between you and the amazing miracle we celebrate this day. But if those thoughts and feelings sound very recently familiar to you, then the stone has been rolled away. He is not here. He has been raised. See the place where they laid him. Then you can say with the psalmist, the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Jesus Christ has opened for us the gates of righteousness. Let us enter and offer thanks to the Lord. On this day the Lord has acted. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Christ is risen. Let us pray. 
Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. We thank you for paying the price for our sins. We thank you for the eternal life that you freely give us. Help us this week to roll away the stones in our lives so that we may see you as you truly are and that we may radiate your glory in this world. Amen.